that's a growler. Hello and welcome to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and wisely vocalize the movie The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. I'm Trini Steele, and we are joined once again by Kathleen. Heyo! She's back! <laughs> oh my god, I'm welcome back! back. I, I think she only came back to see what Falkor would say. But. Uh, yeah, I'm really, <laughs> man, that sentence, it just needs, uh, oh, the line needs to be finished. My OCD is like, come on, just finish it. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Let's, uh, let's see if we can satisfy you with minute 47, which starts with Falkor continuing his advice of never give up with, and good luck will find you. Yay! The thing was said. Yay. It was said. said. And 30 (laughs) seconds later, we will be seeing someone giggling to himself as he makes his scientific notations in his book. Um, So this is quite a minute. We've still got some great Falcor, but we also get two new characters at the very end. We're not introduced to them yet, but we see them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Do we see two? We we, we we well see we see one and we hear the other yeah and I think you can kind of see like a shadow moving because at first I thought he was like kind of singing to himself as he worked and so there is some like movement and I was like oh okay so it's got to be a second person um before we get into the minute though I just wanted to point out this is a never ending story that will never finish that will always be told another time but. If maybe you are watching a DVD of this movie, we're at the midpoint. This is the halfway mark for our movie. Yep. So that's just, pretty exciting. And it it's a exciting. Wednesday. It feels very like cosmic, karmically cyclical. It's the middle of the week. Why don't you try that again? We'll take some time. Go ahead and give that another shot. I don't know what the right word is for that though. So I just know that it feels right. That the middle of the movie is coming Serendipitous. on Serendipitous. Yeah. <laughs> well, ah, before we meet our two new characters, there is one scene that after that awesome quote, the never give up and good luck will find you. hey oh, Amazing. <laughs> where Atreyu says to Falcor, it's good to have a friend oh, again. Oh, God. That's I almost pretty, started crying. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It, it's like too soon. It's like, okay, I had to watch Artex die, and you're bringing it back again. But it's really that pivotal moment where Atreyu starts to have hope again, which is what Falcor symbolizes and yada, yada, yada. So, oh. um, but yeah, I thought that was a really important part of the scene is like yeah, that little look down oh. and that's when you know atreyu is like okay he's not a creepy chester dragon he's like <laughs> chester he, dragon yeah he's he's a friend he's okay yeah. like they're gonna be a team and be friends so <laughs> now we're talking a lot about never giving up making friends falcor flies in the clouds i'm sorry thomas i know this wouldn't have been cool for you but I was born in 1984, and I believe that Falkor has spent some time in Kerala with the Care Bears. Oh my gosh, Tierney, there needs to be a crossover. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, there does. Oh, is there a Care Bears mi- movie minute? Because the Care Bears movies were great. Like, I was a big fan of those too, but that's, I... another, that's another time. That's another, oh, yeah. Oh god. I, I liked both of them, but the Care Bears movie too, 
I actually, I'm sitting here as an adult in my 30s, and I'm looking at the DVD of it because I loved it so much. That's the one that, with the summer camp with Darkheart. Yes, with Darkheart. Oh, yep. that was one of my favorite movies growing up. Like, and it's weird yeah. now when I watch it how many things in that movie ended up being part of my life. And I'm like, did I, did I like internalize this too far? Oh, man. Okay, well, if you ever need someone to like, help you talk about that movie let me know because oh i love I'm that seeing movie. future future podcast here people oh yeah being I, built right here kathleen and tyranny doing care bear minute oh man oh that, that movie. would be amazing but, yes can you imagine falcor just like care a lot we care a lot Yes, and then like Falcor is just coming up. Turn around, oh, everything yeah. you see. Oh man, it has to happen. Oh, and it has everything to he's saying here sounds exactly like something out of one of those episodes or one yes. of those movies. So it I was really just does. like, it's all coming together. My childhood is like closing in on itself in this full circle. Well, yeah. We firmly believe that anything fantastical or that requires yeah. imagination yeah. is part of Fantasia. So there is a Care Bear land here in Fantasia somewhere. Oh, man. So yeah. it, like any crossover could happen. Any. Like literally any crossover could we happen. Saw, <laughs> we saw Star Wars characters early, earlier in the movie, so... Oh wow! Okay, like real, like actual ones, like yes. kind of like, but also like Gumby and Mickey Mouse and all sorts of stuff. Oh C-3PO, wow! C three PO, Yoda was there. Oh, the Ewoks. oh yep. wow! I have to look at that again. Some so. of them you could argue we're seeing what we want to see, but some of them are really like, well, if it's not them, it's the same. Yeah. concept yeah, quick, yeah. The same quick idea. plug yeah. if you go to the Never Any Minute Listener Society, we put up a picture that identifies them all. Quick plug, you should all listen to Star Wars Minute since they started this whole Movies by Minute podcast. Or at least, you know, kicked it off and made yeah. it the empire that it is today. So so the heartstrings moment, you know, it's good to have a friend again. And then Falcor lets him know, like, wait, you have more than one friend. And with that smile on his nose, like, it's the one turnaround moment they look and there's, like, this cave. Okay. With, like, a glowing light. But so. I have one problem with that. Okay. I have finally found, because, you know, I was like, oh, Falcor, the giant puppet head, it's distracting, but I still loved it. I do not like the blink. It is fit, It is not what, because everything up until this point, you could say, like, I mean, oh, well, that, you know, yeah, he's making funny faces when he's being scratched, but, like, if you scratched behind a dog's ear, like, yeah, sometimes they make funny faces. Like, everything has been real to this point. Dogs don't, like to point out something blink at it and you can hear it it's just so fake it's so upsetting because everything has been so perfect up to this point maybe he just has really dry eyes right now yeah and so you're hearing the and dragon scales make different noises than regular eyes well we were also talking about i was concerned for falcor's health like his skin it's scaly like he has eczema so maybe he's got he dry, dry eyes, eyes too. too oh no and i mean he, yeah. it's not like he can just you know put some visine in there or something no <laughs> no he can't maybe urkel his, has some visine for him his tongue's <laughs> probably not long enough to lick his eyeballs no <laughs> now you feel bad for saying what you said don't you i do i'm sorry <laughs> he's having a rough time he flew what is it ten thousand miles according Almost. to dragon, <laughs> the dragonflies but as thomas point out which i didn't know this which i think is cool there's no concept of mileage or distance 
and Fantasia, according to what the book, Thomas? Is yes, that? Mm-hmm. the book. Yes. So anyway, but anyway, he's having a tough time. My poor baby Falcor. <laughs> well, I'm having a tough time dealing with perspective again. <laughs> yes, we're back into the split perspective where. I mean, Wolfgang just really loves doing these size changes here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Having characters of different size and really playing with what the camera can do to achieve that effect. And he does a good job of it. <laughs> with this whole Noah creeping up on the hole and inside you can see, <laughs> you can see, uh, Angiwook doing his work. Yeah. In this cave. Okay. I'm going to do it, Tierney. We're back in the attic again because this is where all that science stuff that's been sitting in the attic behind Bastion comes to play. He's got the beakers. He's got the bubble tubes. He's got the paper and the weird stuff all around. This is the attic again. Where is his taxidermy collection? <laughs> well, that's all the animals we see elsewhere. So it, it oh, can't okay. all be in here. Okay, you know, yeah. It's got to be spread throughout Fantasia. That's actually uh, a really good point, Thomas, because you're slowly starting to realize, if you haven't yet, that uh, Bastion and Atreyu may be connected going on this quest together so it's just like the parallels and the coincidences are pretty neat you know right yeah um but yeah it's just that that forced perspective type thing like at first whenever he's creeping up to the cave i remember as a kid being like i was i thought it'd be scary because it's like a cave it's dark it's like you don't know what's in there i remember like yelling at a tray like don't go in there don't go in there and you've got to duck down, and he has to duck down to see in. So obviously, it's something's living in there that's smaller than he is. So you're like, okay, well maybe this isn't so bad. And you peer in, and you're seeing all the the sciency type stuff. You hear, you don't see yet, but you hear scribbling and writing, and you hear some maybe a woman singing horribly in the background. I don't know. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, what is going on here? This is kind of funny, kind of intriguing. So, um, and then you look to the then right. Then you get the giggle. <laughs> you do get the giggles and you see this guy, this gnome. It's a gnome and he's wearing his funny glasses. His hair is crazy. Oh man, that hair is crazy. That has some crazy hair. Mm-hmm. And he's just scribbling away with his quill. So so this is Engiwook is his name. Mm-hmm. He is played by Sidney oh. Bromley. Okay. Yes. What's wrong, Tierney? No, I, I had notes on Sydney Bromley and Patricia Hayes since we get both of them next minute. But yeah, we can talk okay. about Sydney Bromley. I just wanted to do them one at a time so that they all got their own minute. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sydney Bromley here, he did pass away in 1987 at the age of 78. He had a very extensive acting career. And apparently, he had a penchant for playing the Wizened Eccentrics. Yes. <laughs> like oh, now this. see, that's the nice way of putting it. <laughs> on his IMDb, because this was one of his last roles, and I think this is one of his most famous roles. It is. They, I mean, they also mentioned, like, Alfin and American Werewolf in London. Yeah. And, and, I mean, as as you said, he did a ton of TV. Like, he has a lot of credits. He started acting in the 40s, mm-hmm. but um, under on IMDb, under trademark, is uh, Bearded Eccentric Old Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I absolutely loved. Um, and I'm going to look for him the next time, although I don't think he will be a bearded old man uh when he started acting one of his first roles is uncredited but he was a soldier in brief encounter which <laughs> i love so i will be looking for i will keep an eye out for him the next time i watch that uh yeah he became much more uh iconic shall we say later in life when he started picking up these roles oddly enough he was also usually toothless 
Yes. Like, in, um, <laughs> I, whenever uh, I saw him, and I was just like, gosh, he looks familiar, and I'm a big horror fanatic. Um, that's what Brad usually throws me on his show for, is horror stuff. <laughs> so I remember I was like, oh, my gosh, I think he was an American werewolf in London, and he was. He, was, he played Ash, and he definitely has that kind of eccentric, but can like a harbinger, can kind of see the future and, and stuff like that. But uh, definitely the crazy, like, old miser with the hair and the toothless thing. Uh, <laughs> he, do, he does that really, he did that really well, so. He actually really liked playing in, in old horror movies, too. Yeah, he, he did. There were several to his name. I'm actually, there are, there are some that I haven't seen before, and just by doing this podcast, I'm like, wow, I thought I have pretty much seen everything, and I haven't. So that's going to be a whole nother quest for me. So you're telling me you haven't seen Night Creatures? No, from I've 1962. Seen... No, I haven't seen. I have not seen that one. There's a lot from like the 60s, like late 50s, early 60s that just I haven't seen. And die I'm... creature, die. Have you seen these, Thomas? No, I have not. Okay, yeah, these they are. They sound one... like something that would turn up on Mystery Science Theater. That's where I would have seen that. Honestly, just watching, um, you know, Mystery Science Theater and also Elvira is really the times that I got <laughs> to see the the bad good horror movies because that's one genre. There's a lot of bad out there. There's not much good. So. <laughs> But this is also an important scene because they do a look over shot of the old gnome. We don't know his name yet, but this mm-hmm. old gnome, crazy haired oh, looking guy. And we we're seeing in the book. book that he's jotting down in what appears to be scientific calculations of these two sphinxes that have been drawn by him. And I got to say, he's pretty talented. He's a pretty talented, like, scientific artist you know and then you're led to believe or maybe what i was thinking at this time when i was little i was like oh maybe that's a southern oracle like maybe this guy knows something maybe they actually stopped here for a reason kind of what we were talking about in the last episode is you know why would falcor only bring him so far when the Mm -hmm. southern oracle is right around the corner we mentioned well he's healed he's got the bandage he's got the mud swamp sadness off of him and so maybe there was a point for Falcor to drop him off here now that you've seen that in the book well and I think I didn't have the I wasn't worried for Atreya when he went toward the cave as a kid but maybe that's because Falcor had said like I'm not your only friend yeah kind of implying and I mean again as a little kid who's obsessed with dogs I was immediately on board for Falcor my like joke like oh saying that's so good is too far oh that did not that was not a thing when I was a kid. I was not picking up on that at all. Mm-mm. At all. I loved Falcor from first sight. So if it's like, oh, well, Falcor said these two are trustworthy, that's good enough for me. What yeah. about that? I, we kind of missed it, or I missed it earlier. What about that creepy laugh that Falcor does after? <laughs> yeah. What's up with that laugh? No, it's just Why? like. I don't know. I, like, Tierney, you explained it well. It's like, yeah, Falcor's cool and he's trusting, but just like being a kid and seeing like a dark, scary thing, you're not really understanding like the context of words. Like at that time, you're really just seeing like visuals. Like, okay, mm-hmm. there's a cute dragon who may or may not be good. That chuckle is kind of weird, Thomas. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. He said something, then there's a long, awkward pause. He blinks weird. Because his eyes are dry, and then it's like, (laughs) 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 Like, it's just weird. Very weird. I love how taken in that uh, Atreyu is by this. He's just like totally in amazement of this little room in front of him. 
Yeah, and the old gnome guy is just so, you know, engrossed in his work, he doesn't even notice Atreyu clearly is at the entrance to his cave, you know? I mean, he's yep. just like this big guy compared to them, and they don't even it's notice so it yet. so we can have the amazing moment tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Now, what are the chances that this drawing in front of Inguluk was like the the conceptual drawing for the actual Ooh. statues? Oh, I could like that. Like this is how we want it to look. Something like this. <laughs> well, and it's funny because we'll talk more about them when we get to see in real life. But even from the sketch, when I was a little kid, or when I first read the book, I remember having this vague memory that the the Southern Oracle wasn't like in the movie. But right. this is what I always remembered as the Southern Oracle. Yeah, I so, did too. Yeah. Sorry, Michael Enday. <laughs> Movie wins. <laughs> now, these are sphinxes, for those that don't know, or they're considered yes. sphinxes in the movie. I need to look up maybe for the next time we see them what the technical definition of a sphinx is. It's a body of a lion, head of a man, I believe. Something like that, but it might have like the tail of a serpent or something like that, or that might be the manicure. Yeah. I don't know. Hang I'm mixing, mixing up my no. eyes here. I think it has the front end has the, I think it's a body of like a bird, like a hawk, because the two front legs are like of a bird. And then the rest of the body in the back has like a cat type tail. But I think in a traditional sense, it would be because I thought it had a serpent tail, too. Like, I thought it was, like, bird, lion, and then serpent tail. And then, like, a human, I don't know, top half or something. All right. I just read the the third task chapter in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, but I did look up on Wikipedia to confirm. Mythical creature, head of a human, body of a lion, sometimes the wings of a bird. Yep, that's Uh, just what I read, too. um, I think Manticore is the one with the weird tail. Okay. Uh... Or... Manticore has like a scorpion has, like, tail. Bo- yes, yes, it's like the scorpion body. Man, you know, you could learn a lot watching kids' eighties movies, though. <laughs> I like having flashbacks to Clash of the Titans, because yep. these same magical creatures would come up over and over again. I'm really glad Harry Potter brought so many of these back, so that a new generation could obsess over which is which. <laughs> I know we don't see it in this minute, but I love that the two people here share the same space, like physically. Like, you can see her oh, cooking utensils on I this table will, right there. I will get into that next minute, definitely. Yeah, you can see her t- right here when you're looking at the book. You can see her spoons on the table mm-hmm. for cooking. And I love how uh, the older, we don't know his name yet, you know, but I love how whenever he's writing, they do pan up to him. And he's, like, excited, and he's just, like, nerding out. He's just like, hee, 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 science, he- science, you know. He yeah, has his own little really fandom funny. just to himself. He, oh, and that's definitely apparent uh, coming up in the next uh, minute, minute, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, next two episodes. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the wonderful makeup job here as well. When you look at Angie Wook's face, he, the prosthetics on there are incredible again. Oh, yeah. yeah the teeth. Uh, or the one tooth? Is it just the <laughs> The one His tooth. ears are fantastic. It's just the one tooth, right? <laughs> the nose and the ears. You know, in Fantasia, where it's like, you know, anything's possible, anything is like, yeah, anything's possible, you'd think they'd come up with like a good dental plan, you know? 
and like think of like a good dentist or something to go well, to. Currently, all the doctors are visiting the Empress, so. Oh, good point. <laughs> Maybe that's it. They've just been gone too long. And he's also chosen to live way out here by the Southern Oracle as well, where not many people are. So, yeah. don't imagine well, there's a whole lot of house calls for dentists out here. Oh no, no, definitely not. I don't think that calls for a good luck dragon. I don't think that's a quest for a dentist. <laughs> To be flown immediately to look at someone's one good tooth. (laughs) That, you know, he could have brought a dentist as well. There's plenty of room. I mean, he's got multiple feet. Come on, man. Like, (laughs) stop being so selfish. Think about other people. Come on. (laughs) All right. Well, I've exhausted my notes for myself. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, no, I'm gonna get to work on that fanfic of Falcor and the Dentist Adventures. <laughs> oh, Through yeah, the air. It definitely bring a little bit of realism to the to the fantasy movie with the dentist. Yeah. Of course, like <laughs> I would think of that. That's just is like, he gonna do the little fist pump like Bastion does? Oh, oh I'm sure he yeah. does at some point. I mean, come on. Speaking of Harry Potter, when he's writing uh, Buckbeak. Yep. They said that's not in the book. They did that because that's what you do in a movie when the character rides a mythological creature. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't y'all do that if you wrote a mythological oh, creature? I when, would be, definitely do some fist pumps. I'd be like, "Yeah, a boy or girl or all you know, <laughs> encompassing gender statements." Um, but I would be freaking out if I were writing like any mythological creature. I don't know, maybe not a sphinx so much. I don't think they're very nice. I don't know. I just yeah, I remember they're reading just that they're too busy not... being mysterious. Yeah, they're yeah. very mysterious. They're not all about looking you in the eyes or anything like that. Yep. No. no, I was obsessed with um, very judgmental. I wanted a <laughs> sure. Pegasus, and I and part of that might have come from this too because they're usually white and fly through the air. So I think Falcor kind of scratched that itch for me. <laughs> Yeah. And tie back into Clash of the Titans minute. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, love me some Clash of the Titans. Oh, Great movie. Awesome. Well, I know we have another character to meet yes. tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. But that's, that's another, another story. story that shall be told another time. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.